everyone, this is George Kuros. I'm really excited you could join me for this episode of the Innovators Mindset Podcast. I talk about ideas of leadership, learning, both in and outside of education. And I'm really excited to talk to you about this idea of developing our students as the leaders of today. And what you hear in many schools and many districts is that our, our goal is to develop the leaders of tomorrow. And I've always taken a little bit of an issue with that, that concept. And it's not that it's not a great idea, it's not something that's really important that we equip the students we work with today to be able to successfully lead our communities in the future. I guess my issue is how do we ensure that they'll be successful? And if you really want to do that, we have to give our students opportunities to lead today, to actually have meaningful ways to lead in our classrooms, in our schools, and our communities. Because if you want to ensure there'll be great leaders tomorrow, then give them the opportunity today. But I think what we have to do is really talk about what does leadership even mean? Because, you know, when you think of the traditional concept of leadership, when you, when you think about that idea, we kind of think of the sole person at the, at the top of an organization or a principal. And we all know this. There are some administrators who are not leaders and there's some leaders who are not administrators. A title doesn't make you a leader. And when I talk about this concept, when I talk about the idea of leadership, it's maybe not the most traditional definition of the word, but when I talk about leadership, and I've, I've been pushed back quite a bit on this concept, is the belief that everyone has the ability to lead. So if that's true, what does leadership mean? And for me, leadership is simply having the ability to move people forward in a positive way, to be able to have that influence. And so if you look at some of the things that I do, I'm sure that I can positively, positively influence people to, to move forward. But there's some areas that I can't do that because I don't have the, the skill set, the knowledge, and other people will be able to do that. And if I, as an administrator, looked at as myself as the sole leader of the building, it's going to take forever to move forward. It's going to take forever to move our organizations forward. But when we see everyone has the capability to lead in different areas, it really changes the, our perspective. It changes the opportunities that we can create because you will move so much faster when you empower people to lead in your organization as opposed to you solely depend upon simply one person. So when we hear the term leadership, you, you'll, you often get some pushback and you'll you hear ideas like, we don't need managers, we need leaders. And Stephen Covey, someone who's really influenced a lot of my thinking, he talks about leadership being about people and man management being about stuff. And I think to me, it, it really exemplifies that we need people who are both good leaders and managers, that I can have this amazing vision of what I want people to do and how I'm going to help them to get there. But if I don't actually create opportunities for people to have access to resources and and thinking differently and that management part, that's where that comes in, then it's kind of a vision without the execution. And so when we talk about, the reason I'm bringing this up is because we want to be led. That's, you know, and I'm not just talking about, you know, staff, I'm talking about all of us. We want to be able to, to achieve greater than anything that we could than we could alone. Yeah, when we talk about our students, we often talk about 
the idea of classroom management. And of course, there's behaviors, there's things that we have to deal with in our class that can distract from you know, our bigger goals. But I really tried to shift my thinking to the idea of classroom leadership. Because you know, if we as adults don't wanna be managed, then why would we expect our students to want the same thing? And when you talk about the idea of leadership, classroom leadership, when you talk about this concept, it's really knowing the students in front of you, who they are, what actually, what gifts they bring to our classrooms. And one of the things I've always challenged people with is one of the things that we can control as educators is do, is do we create an environment where our students believe their contributions are needed for the success of our community. Because when you create that space, when they see they have a bigger purpose in the classroom than just their own learning, then they have more ownership over the entire process. And that idea of classroom leadership, it's not about ignoring behaviors, it's not about dealing with distractions, things like that, but it's really setting a, a higher bar for what we try to do because I know that for me personally, and I'm sure this is anyone listening, when I feel I have value, when I feel that I have purpose in a larger picture, my behavior changes. But when I feel there's no need for me to be here, then I could be distracting. And I'm sure many of you and your students can feel the same. And so it's not that we ignore classroom management, but we set the higher bar. That classroom management is a part of leadership, but leadership is the higher bar that we're trying to, to share. And so when we talk about this concept of classroom leadership, things that we need to ask ourselves are, what are some of the meaningful ways that our students can lead within our classrooms and our schools? And what do we, what do, how do we do this? And so here are three things that I've focus on in how we develop the leaders of today in our schools, in our classrooms. And so the first one is that we focus on building on strengths, not only focusing on weaknesses. And obviously this podcast is based on my work on the innovator's mindset. And one of the concepts that I talk about often, not only in the innovator's mindset, but also innovate inside the box, is that we need to start from a place of strengths. That if we are very deficit focused in education and not just with our students, often with the adults as well. We talk about the things that we can do and an example of this, in Ontario education, uh, the province of Ontario in Canada, they for years have been blasted on uh, lowering math scores, yet they're not celebrated for the literacy scores which have been extremely high, some of the best in the world. And so we have this incredible strength. And then what a lot of school districts, I think all the school districts in Ontario, have constantly focused on why are math scores bad? So you have these teachers doing really incredible things, but then we're wondering why they feel demoralized, why they feel they're losing a larger purpose in education. And so the, the simple, subtle shift is not ignoring that you know the math scores could get better or anything like that, the first question we should ask when looking at, at this example specifically is, why are our literacy scores so good? What are we doing there that actually can help our math, can actually really empower our teachers? And again, this is not about ignoring weaknesses, it's about starting at the place of strengths. And so when we talk about this with students, one of the examples that I often give 
is response intervention or multi-tiered support systems. So when you think about that concept specifically, we often have a student that is struggling, someone that you know maybe isn't connecting, maybe it's a behavior, maybe it's a, something with learning, and we focus on the things they can't do. And so what I encourage people to talk about when you first talk about a student, the first thing we need to acknowledge is what is this kid really good at? What are they excited about? What gets them up in the morning? And so when you t start with that concept of, of what a kid is good at, they feel value. So imagine a space where I was your principal or I was your superintendent and all I talked about was the things that you couldn't do, the things that you were weak at. How excited would you be able be to get to school every day, to get to your job? Well, the same can be said for our students. And many of our students, we, we focus on those ideas. And, and there's so many educators out there who are doing a wonderful job of starting at that place of strengths. And they've shared with me over and over again that it actually really gives students purpose and value. And how this ties into the concept of leadership, focusing on this idea of strengths, is that we often talk about innovation, doing new and better things in our classrooms and our schools. But innovation, if you really want that, if I am terrible at something and I'm struggling with that concept, I'm probably not gonna wanna lead in it. Probably not gonna think of new and better ways to do this. I'm just gonna try to get by. But when you start with my strengths, when you start with the abilities that I actually have, then we start creating these opportunities. We start creating these really powerful learning opportunities. So the first concept, as I said, is, is building on strengths and not only focusing on weaknesses. The next one is the idea of how we give ownership of, over not only the, 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 the process or the problem, but the process. And what I mean by this is sometimes we ask people, we put them in opportunities to lead. We, we say, hey, we'd love you to, to you know, lead this initiative in our schools or in our classrooms. But then we tell them step by step how to do it. And that's not leadership. That's more really teaching people how to follow a recipe or follow a plan. That's more, the, that's more of a management thing. And so what we have to be comfortable with is when we ask people to to lead in our organizations, and I'm talking not only students, I'm talking our, our colleagues as well, we have to have the, the comfort level to be able to step back from that process that yes, they might do things different than, than the way we would do them, but it doesn't mean it's wrong, and it doesn't mean that it's not gonna get to like a really high end point. And so that comfort level of stepping back, because a lot of times we talk about our students, you know, oh, we gave them these leadership opportunities and here's what they did and, and we told them how to do it. And that's not leading, that's just following directions. And so that process, ownership over that process is so crucial. And, and this leads to the last point is knowing when to follow. When we talk about leadership and everyone has the ability to lead, well, if everybody's leading at all times, then there's no followers, right? And so I think that when I look at my work as an administrator, my work as a consultant, it's when I see those strengths, when I see the abilities that people have, the, the skills that I don't have, and I do give them ownership of that process, I have to be comfortable actually following their lead. And what I think is really imperative with leadership 
is the idea that sometimes we have to be out in the front, sometimes we have to be on the side, and sometimes we have to be in the back. And all those positions are really important and comfort comfortable um, in the process of leadership. And this goes really into the idea of ego, that if we ask people to lead, but we have to be the one leading the charge, then it's not really leading. And the idea of of following is something we don't really talk about. We always talk about leading in education and how that's imperative in organizations. But being a good leader is also being able to identify when we need to follow. That this person has an incredible ability and I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to step back. I'm going to let them take over the process. And so I think this is something we have to exemplify in our own schools, in the work that we do as adults, but really talk about with our students too. Yet, yes, they're going to have really meaningful opportunities to lead within our schools, but when do we give them the opportunity to follow and, and what does that look like? So those three ideas for really helping our students become the leaders of today is focusing on their strengths first that will help them eventually build on their weaknesses. The next one is really giving them ownership over the process, not only the problem. And then the third and final one is teaching our people and ourselves when to follow, when that is imperative. So the challenges I'll give you for this week is I want you to identify in your work how you can create some meaningful opportunities for others to lead in your classroom or your school. What does that look like? And I'd, I'd love to hear your ideas. You could share with me at GKaros on Twitter or Instagram. I'd love to hear some of the stuff you're doing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day, out of your week to listen to this. I hope you got something out of it. I hope I shared something of value. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for all your time. What I do ain't make believe. People say I sit and try. But when it comes to being Dela, it's just me, myself, and I. Just me, myself, and I